podcast. I am your host, Nakia Hines, and I deeply believe that we reach authentic healing through intentionality and candid conversations. I am so excited for you to hear today's episode, but even more excited that you are here with me on this journey to self-actualization. Let's get right into it. Hey y'all, happy Monday. I hope you're doing great. I hope you're staying warm, of course, and definitely staying safe. Um, I think this episode is going to be very quick, partially because of the time that I have allotted right now, and also because I think this concept is a lot more simple than we often act like it is. And the concept that I'm referring to is shifting from survival mode to thriving. Now, as you can probably tell, when I get serious or less playful, like when I'm about it, my voice kind of go da- goes down a few octaves. And that's because right now I'm not coming to play, okay? We have done all of this work We don't really even, of course, life is just a series of continuing to learn things, but if we just continue to learn and gain more information and, you know, just have everything incoming and inputting all this stuff, like we're just hoarders. We're intellectually hoarding things. The way that we really make it work and the way that we put it into practice is by literally living out the things that we have learned and want to impact our lives. So, you know, as we have journeyed through this podcast, we've learned lots of things, lots of wonderful things, in fact. But I don't want it to be a thing where we just listen, we get inspired for a Monday, maybe a few days, and then we're like, okay, on to the next. Because the whole premise of the podcast is so that we are living whole, healthy, and free. I don't want you to listen to this and then still go back to the things that are keeping you in survival mode. That is definitely something that I absolutely do not want. So I really was like, you know what? The actually, let me tell you what the inspiration was. I was thinking one night and I was just thinking about how when we are in survival mode for a prolonged period of time, especially, it is actually harder than it looks to get into thriving mode. And I don't mean just like, you know, abstractly. I mean, like if you're in survival mode and you have to always watch your back or you can't trust people and then someone comes into your life and over the years has proven that you can trust them, there's going to be that tiger in your eye that is searching for the thing that is not trustworthy, that is not dependable, that is not consistent, even if it doesn't exist. And that's because you're still in survival mode and I really know that survival mode when we are no longer needing to use those survival skills that survival mode will actually sabotage the things that we do want in our lives and I don't want that for you so first yes I did hear you friend right there in the back I heard you say well Nakia what exactly is survival mode and I said wow friend thanks for asking appreciate you thank you for your engagement in this time (laughs) Survival mode is basically constantly living in a state of distress. It is focusing only on moment to moment. You're just trying to survive. You're trying to make ends meet. You're trying to stay alive. You're trying to stay awake. You're trying to, you know, it's all of this like 
striving to do something. It's very difficult. It's normally heavy. It's There's no dreaming. There's no long-term planning. There's no hope for the future and survival mode. And ma- matter of fact, there's actually probably very little or no looking ahead at all. Because in survival mode, our eyes are dilated. They're focusing on living from one moment to the next moment, focusing on being reactive instead of responsive, focused on protecting ourselves and, you know, being on the defense. As you probably know, living in survival mode is incredibly taxing. It drains us emotionally because our our brains and our bodies literally have no downtime to actually rest or replenish. Like, you know, we talk about how important sleep is, but sleep is important because it gives our bodies the opportunity to pause and repair everything that was used and utilized the previous, you know, however, 12, 14, 16 hours. So if you don't give your, like, if you think about working out, working out just, and you know, when the definition and the toning and stuff, that doesn't come actually from the reps that you're putting in at the gym. Like, yes, that part is necessary, but your body is actually breaking the muscle down when you exercise. It's when you rest that everything kind of builds itself back up again, and it creates the look that you're going for, the strength that you're going for. So the rest is actually the secret ingredient to creating the outcome that we hope for but if we don't allow our bodies to rest and replenish then all we're doing is basically pouring out pouring out pouring out and then we're operating on fumes so that might feel like moving from one crisis to the next crisis trying to figure out why all this stuff is happening to to you having to react to things and you know what is the word i'm looking for deplete your energy source Like it's, you know that I'm here speaking to you in love, but I have to speak to you in truth. And those two can coincide because it's not brutally honest, it's lovingly honest. When we live in survival mode and we don't need to, not learning how to switch from survival to thriving is actually a very irresponsible and inefficient use of our emotional and physical resources. And it's a very ineffective way to live our lives. Now, I said that with the most honey I could offer because I'm not judging you. I understand that if you are in survival mode, you might not realize that there is actually something else available to you. Now, of course, survival mode is necessary in the moments where we must survive. And unfortunately, there are still some of us who are in this situation right now where imminent danger is very possible, where we're maybe somebody is trying to like live check to check or, you know, if things feel hard right now, thank God we serve a God that can see beyond all that. All you have to do is believe in his ability and continue to do your best. And both of those things combined, that's what's going to get you out of this situation. But you do have to believe there's no savior if you're not willing to be your own savior too, right? God is coming to help us, of course, but let's put in some work too. Faith without works is dead. So being in the state of survival mode over time, it really just point blank period, it really takes all of our emotional um, energy and vitality. Girl, it, it, it even start messing with your money, okay? Like being in survival mode is basically 
only necessary in the moments where there is a danger, where there is something that you have to survive from. Any other time, like it's our responsibility to get out of that. Oh, yes, I did hear you. You said, well, Nakia, that's survival mode. Then what exactly is thriving? Like make it plain. Of course I will, friend, of course. So thriving, even when stress is still there, because guess what? Life is a package that comes with stress. We cannot, we can't remove stress from life, but we can learn how to cope with stress in a healthy way, in a way that serves us and nourishes us and protects us from having to shift back into survival mode, right? So when you're thriving, even when stress is there, you are responding to life instead of reacting. You're in control of your emotions and your ability to make choices for yourself on how you can actually respond to life. And I'm not sure if we did an episode about this, but if we haven't, I'll make sure that we just get real deep into reacting versus responding and the importance of being a responsive person and not a reactive person. But basically, when in short, reacting is when something happens to you and you're always on the rebound. You're always just, you know, somebody gets on your nerves, cuts you off and you going off. Some people are reactive and they are violent. Like, but when you respond, you are able to observe what's happening without absorbing what's happening. So you can see something as a third party and understand, oh, you know what? That person is tripping. And most likely it has nothing to do with me. And I care about my peace enough that I'm not going to allow them to take it away because really they can't no one can take away our peace that our peace leaves us when we give it away because the only person that gave us our peace if you are a biblical scholar is jesus so if the world didn't give it to us the world can't take it away so we also have to stop thinking or believing or speaking the lie that is somebody took their peace or somebody took your peace like no they didn't you gave it away you gave it away but when we are thriving we're able to make decisions based on how we want to live, how we want to operate in the world and where we're going, where we want to go rather than responding only to stress. Thriving is also about just the choices we make and those choices in thriving mode reflect our beliefs, our actions, and then of course those things reflect our choices about how we experience and show up in the world. When we are thriving, we get to choose what type of attitude we want to have no matter what's happening externally. We get to choose to take care of ourselves. We get to choose to create opportunities that bring us joy. We get to choose who we are around. We get to really shape and curate the lives that we want for ourselves at every level of life. I'm not talking about you wait till you make six figures and then you can thrive. No, I'm talking about you can thrive at 39,000, right? Thriving is really just the state of growing, learning, and just continuing to enjoy life, experience the fullness of life, but also giving yourself permission to really be present in your life and not stuck in this fearful level of being, really. So now that we have, you know, laid the groundwork down on like, what is survival mode? What is thriving? Of course, I hope you've come to the conclusion that, of course, yeah, I want to thrive. Yeah, I want to be in thriving all the days of my life. And that is the first step, okay? <laughs> Always stating a thing, writing it down, making it plain, and then we do the work, right? <laughs> so, one way that we shift from survival mode to thriving is learning how to regulate our emotions. 
And I say it because I have I have also experienced this, of course. Like, nah, I'm not going to chill because he should have never did that to me. And he going to get, I match energy, all of that, right? It's cute on reality TV when we know it's fake and they're getting a coin for it. It's not cute when you let your nervous system be in disarray every time somebody does something that gets on your nerves unacceptable number one we have a responsibility to remove ourselves from toxic environments and situations if you are in a situation where you can't remove yourself right away honey i need you to make a plan right and look at that plan every day inch toward that plan because you deserve to be in spaces that feel safe to you Regulating our emotions is one of the most important lessons that we can learn in life because when you control your emotions, you literally control your experience on this earth. Now, sometimes that means reading on how to do it, listening to people who can tell you, of course, we're talking about this now, but don't allow your journey to stop here. Read a book, go to therapy, practice mindfulness, mindfulness and meditation were the number one game changers for me. Um, And I'll just share a quick caveat. So when I was experiencing breast cancer and I was off of work because I was on a leave of absence to heal, I got in my healing bag like nobody's business, right? And I wasn't just healing with food or other things, but I knew that stress was the number one cause of disease. And so I was highly stressed and I'm like, well, Everything makes sense, but I have to learn how to not be in a state of stress. And sometimes we have to remember that we are not only just stressed because of what's happening to us, but sometimes we are inheriting stress from our parents, from our environment, from the people that we spend most of our time with. So to dead that noise, it's really important to go inward and to allow yourself to get to know yourself because once you get out of that cocoon, and you have learned how to control, you know, first of all, you know how it feels to be at peace. And then you go back into the world and it's nonsense. It's very easy to be like, nope, not my monkey, not my show, not my circus, not my business. It's very easy for you not to get caught up in the nonsense. And you're able to be like, oh, I have these skills that help me remove emotional distractions and judgments, but it helps me notice how I'm feeling. And if I like how I'm feeling, great. If I don't, I'm going to move on. Another thing that we have to let go of is this idea that we have to struggle in order to enjoy our success. You don't have to struggle through everything. You don't have to struggle to make it. Like, yes, you can work hard, but we need to stop allowing ourselves to accept unnecessary stress and stop normalizing dysfunction. I don't care if we grew up with it. Call a spade a spade. If this is toxic, it's toxic. And a, a parent, a family member, whoever is creating this uh, like normalization of dysfunction, they wouldn't want you to take a cup of, well, I hope they wouldn't, but they wouldn't pour some formaldehyde or some sort of poison in a cup and say, here, drink this for breakfast every day. They don't actually want you to be poisoned by the toxicity. But when people can't understand because it's been so normalized for them and they haven't done the work to really free themselves, if they don't see that what's happening around them is toxic and what they're contributing to, they're not going to want you to be free either. And it's not about you. It's about them not seeing it's their blind spot. So you have the responsibility to understand 
what is nourishing to you. And so mindfulness, even though it also, it helps us regulate our emotions, but it also just helps us gain the tools to be able to access our thriving state in those moments when, because inevitably, be, as you continue to grow, of course, maybe you can move farther and farther away, but inevitably we'll be still like, you know, some sort of connection to the things that we're trying to move away from until, you know, you're finally like, okay, well, this is what works for me. And if this is not what works for you, I love you from afar, but I have to, I got to be well over here. Right. But being able to thrive doesn't always mean you have to cut people off. It just means you have to learn boundaries. And I know that's something we talked about a few times on this podcast. So just scroll down the list if you haven't heard that episode. I think there are two. Um, and yeah, let's let's lean into those boundaries. But as I was talking about the emotional regulation, when we learn those skills through meditation and mindfulness as you know, foreign as those things may seem, especially if you grew up in a space where you didn't practice mindfulness and everything was go, 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 go. You're going to have to learn how to be still first and watch. If you've never done it, watch how your body responds to stillness. Watch how your mind responds to stillness. Those those responses are so eye-opening because I also believe that so many people use busyness as a trauma response or as a coping response that they don't actually know that subconsciously they're running away from the healing that they need in the first place so they just stay busy but when you get still wow just you'll see what i'm talking about and if you know you know right so when we learn how to regulate our emotions we are learning how to reduce the need to react all the time and remember reactionary behavior is survival behavior so when we are in charge of our emotions and when we realize that we're in the driver's seat we can respond to stress without thinking that the stressor is an immediate threat because I, oh, I don't want to, cause it can get deep. I'm going to say this, cause this is one of my like soapboxes that I love to talk about cause it's so freeing. And I think that when we know better, we really do do better. One thing I failed to mention is that when we're in survival mode, we have learned things that are biologically wired in our bodies. So I'm not saying all of this to be lightly or, or to be taken lightly. I'm saying it because you can't move from survival mode to thriving without intentionality. There are things that we have to unlearn to be able to actually thrive. If we do not unlearn those survival skills that were, yes, great in survival mode, but are now maladaptive in thriving mode, then we're going to continue to sabotage. So remember, you're not just, you're not, um, unlearning things that are just a free will you are literally we rewiring your brain to understand that everything is not an immediate threat to learn that you actually are safe but your body doesn't feel it yet because your body's not used to being safe right but over time as you continue to use the tools that you gain to control your own emotions to understand and identify what peace feels like for you you're going to start to be able to identify, okay, you know what? I feel like I'm being attacked, but actually this person is just sharing with me how they feel. And because my family or my core set of people always shunned direct conversations or tried to silence it, I actually feel like they're doing something wrong when really they're just trying to be in relationship with me and communicate or say they don't agree, right? But it takes 
intentionality. Also, since I was just talking about it, we have to really, when we start to be in spaces where we feel like we're thriving, I need you to pay attention to how your body feels. So this is called somatic, S-O-M-A-T-I-C, somatic practice. But basically when we are paying attention to our body somatically, we are finding out how basically our body is responding to our environment. So when we're in survival mode, our body is super tense. Our our blood pressure might go up. Our heart rate might go up. We might be waking up in the middle of the night or have a difficult time going to sleep. Like your body is always ready to spring into action at the smallest crisis. And when you're always ready to pounce, you're always ready to go off. You're always ready to throw hands. You're always ready to get into it. That's exhausting. And that exhaustion turns into crankiness and you're angry and you can't even get along with people. You have a short fuse. But when you allow yourself to be in thriving mode, your body feels relaxed, right? The blood pressure is normal. The heart rate is nice and calm. You sleeping through the night like a baby who sleeps through the night. Because I also hate that phrase, sleep like a baby child. When I had a baby, okay, the baby woke up every hour. Why are we saying sleep like a baby? Because I want to sleep like the baby that that phrase was coined after. But anyway, when we are able to sleep well, remember we talked about this, our body starts to feel more vital. It's healthy. Our physical, mental, emotional wellness needs are being met. And that creates this sense of invigoration. Like when we are in thriving state, we feel free. We feel hopeful. We feel healthy. We feel like we can just do it. We want to connect with people. We're not bothering ourselves all the time with trying to figure out well do they say this because it is and that like no we are not scanning the room of course i'm gonna be real with you though it's a whole process so as i talk to you and i feel like i'm 80 85 you know 90 percent in um my thriving state but there are still things that i have to physically talk to myself about like I woke up this morning and I was cranky and it was because my husband's text messages went off um, before it was time for me to go to sleep because he didn't put his phone on airplane mode. Boo, I'm sorry for telling your business, but put your phone on airplane mode, period. But I said that because I also need you all to know that when you sleep with your phones near you in your room or whatever, if you don't put them on airplane, airplane mode or turn them off, the your brain is actually not resting because your brain, even though you're asleep, is waiting for the next notification, is waiting for the next thing. And also those radioactive waves are interrupting the rest state that your brain needs to be in. So that's really why I mentioned that. Because remember, sleep is paramount. Sleep is king. Sleep is the GOAT. We need that so that we can allow our bodies to be regulated. And I didn't learn how important sleep was until, for real, when I was in my fourth trimester and severely sleep deprived and didn't, like, I think if I would have known the impacts of sleep deprivation at that level, I probably would have been able to cope better, but I had no idea. And when I tell you it messes up your hormones and it makes you feel like a crazy person and it creates inclusive thoughts, like there were times where I even was like, I don't even know if I'm if my daughter wants me here because I suck as a person. So maybe I shouldn't be here. And I'm saying this to you because I really want to like uh, debunk this idea that, oh, Nakia's made it and, you know, She's just, you know, clouds and butterflies, and that's how she gets to motivate people. No, honey. The people with the biggest peas normally have had to fight those biggest beasts, okay? 
life brought me here. I decided that I was no longer to react to these horrible things, but I was going to grow through them. Hence the Monday bloom. And I was going to make sure that I use my life and my testimony as a vessel and a catalyst for the freedom of others. Because if I'm experiencing it and I needed somebody to tell me these things, I know someone else is experiencing some, maybe not the same thing, but life be life in, right? And we all deserve freedom. We all deserve to be in our thriving state. We all deserve to be able to regulate our emotions so that we're in control. Like, of course, life will still life. But now when we operate in a thriving state, we give ourselves the gift of being able to really live and enjoy life and interact with people that we love. The last thing I will say is that collective care community is so necessary and important to be in thriving mode period because you can't do it all alone and when you are around people that bring out that oxytocin you are around people that do feel safe you are taking out the people in the situations environments that feel toxic and dysfunctional but if you leave a hole there honey the hole is going to be asking for something the void is going to want to be filled so what we have to do is replace right just imagine you have a plant is dead or whatever but you got this beautiful pot what like if you leave the pot empty and then you're going to get dust and whatever else might be filling, probably some clutter and whatever. Like, no, t take out the negative. Take out the plant that's dead. Put a new beautiful plant in, sweetheart. Sweetheart, please allow yourself to thrive. All right, I'll stop here because I really did think it was going to be a short conversation. But, I mean we did what we needed to do and may you be healthy may you be free may you be whole may you be healed and may you thrive beautiful i love y'all thank you so much for listening okay bye